The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. All right, folks, and good afternoon. It is uh, John DePietro. It is right now six minutes past 12 o'clock. It is the John DePietro program on AM 1380, also coming to you on 99.9 FM. I want to say good afternoon to uh, everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. Please click the, the like button that you're uh, kind of checking in, that you like it on Facebook. Again, folks, uh, it is uh, 12.06 on this final day of June, final day of uh, June. What a month it has been. My goodness. Today is Tuesday, uh, June 30th, and this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. You know, today is a good day. This is, uh, we've been getting some of the rain that we've needed. It certainly has been dry. So why not take a ride to Rhode Island's number one garden center and it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I want to say good afternoon to Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where they have tremendous selection, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, gift certificates are available. They also have, it's so colorful. I was just there over the weekend. You can find them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Their website is prmaterials.shop, prmaterials.shop, but they have such a colorful selection right there uh, at their garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane. They're right off of Route 4. You can also find their website, prmaterials.shop. It's prmaterials.shop, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And look for them on Facebook. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It is one. We have so much to get to um, uh, on this uh, Tuesday. Again, I want to thank one of my siblings, Donna Perry, who is uh, so great offering her perspective. It is the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, folks, the most talked about without question now. I think we can all agree the most talked about program right now. Once again, flooding the zone. Uh, I don't take off weeks at a time or any of this other foolishness. I don't, I'm not trying to get Dan McKee elected to be the next governor or anything like that. Folks, this is the program for the people. And uh, for those of you who have been following it, I want to welcome. We have so many new listeners. Share with your friends and family that you watch it. We have people that want to sponsor the show. You can do that. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And it is one-stop shopping. Now, also, while we're on that, but again, I want to thank everyone. The Facebook Lives in the afternoon have absolutely been through the roof. Those of you that caught it yesterday, we um, broke the news. Well, first of all, last week we were at the Columbus statue, and I, the day before, and I told you it was going to come down, and then it did come down. So we were there last Wednesday and Thursday. We do our Facebook Live now each weekday. <coughs> Excuse me, not COVID, just a dry cough. Um from four to five or somewhere within that window. And yesterday, uh, for those, if you missed it, you can go to the website. Those on Facebook saw it. The uh, the video is just absolutely rocketed, folks. Uh, it is amazing even to me how many numbers and people that, tr- but see, see this, it shouldn't surprise me. This shows you that when you bring people the truth, when you show people, here's what's really happening. When you say, here's the, you know, this isn't the politically correct truth. This is, we're going to give it to you. You're adults. And we're going to give you the truth. And people 
they respond, and they have uh, responded tremendously. And yesterday we showed you have that mayor of Lourdes, so the mayor of Providence, the mayor of the capital city, who uh, would not take back and apologize to the Providence Police Department, even though, you know, it's getting worse now, and I'm going to reveal in just a moment. Again, feel free for the rest of the media, hello, feel free to try to pick up on the developing story instead of the foolishness that they're like chasing out there. So now two things I want to bring to your attention on this Tuesday. Number one, so you have Mayor Lorza and his advocates saying defund the police. And on Sunday, for those of that missed it, I posted the picture right there uh, on the Facebook page. Defund the police, a big sign. Uh, a Lorza support has posted that. Now, they broke into a building. They posted a sign, abolish, and they like to highlight the word ICE, police. No ramifications. The mayor tells them to let them go. You had the riot back on June 2nd. And Mayor Alorza and Governor Amundo, oh, those are all outsiders. They were outsiders. Uh, no, they were some, you know, 35 people from Providence plus two kids from a very bad rap group were arrested. We're going to get to that. But yesterday we exposed, and for those that missed it, you can go to the website. So Mayor Lorza, who talks about abolishing the police, right? You're going to be on your own. And by the way, how about that hero couple in St. Louis that stood up for themselves that said, guess what? We're not going to have the, quote, protesters. Can we please stop calling them protesters? They're criminals. It's breaking and entering. ABC News, peaceful, pro- peaceful protesters. You know, this, is, I, this stuff is driving me crazy. It's driving me nuts. Stop calling them peaceful protesters. Call them what they are. They're criminals. <coughs> we have incredible video I'm going to share with you next hour that starts to outline the whole thing, how this whole thing, the architects and how this whole thing was coming together. But they broke into a private community in St. Louis and they were about to go in and who knows and, and, and loot and rape and pillage that couple. But that man stood up. And said, not so fast. And he and his wife, they are so brave. And now they may be under investigation right now, which is ridiculous. But we're going to talk to people have been asking me, Juan, what is the weapon that the husband had and the wife had? The uh, the brave couple that stepped forward that everyone is uh, raving about. Talk about like, boy, if you could pick who you want for a next door neighbor. It's uh, this couple right here that stood up to the protesters and said, guess what? Pick another house. And they didn't go to the house. It's too bad that uh, that they didn't try them. But I want to get to, um, folks, a story. So, number one, Mayor Lorza has 24-hour police protection for no apparent reason outside of his mother's house. Outside of his mother's house. Boy, that must be nice. How much crime? And the, if you missed it, you can go to either petro.com or the Facebook page. I was out there yesterday. And there's Mother Lorza, by the way, who did. This is just happens to be a fact. Came to the country illegally from Guatemala, her and the husband. Um, So now the mayor's mother has 24-hour police protection. That must be a nice convenience. Everybody else, you're on your own. Everyone else, he talks about defunding the police. You know, I didn't see a social worker sitting outside Mayor Lorza's mother's house yesterday. I didn't see a firefighter sitting outside the house yesterday. No, that was an armed Providence police officer that I saw. So, folks, you know, is he classic or what? defund the police. We're going to remove the police from Providence. We don't need any more paid police. We just need social workers 
and uh, we need volunteers. And I like what world is he living in right now? I mean, that's how preposterous. But also, folks, we do have developments. Now, if you haven't checked the website and notice, I, you know, th- this whole business of how the media, what they wanted that firefighter of Providence to be. And I don't know this uh, Terrell uh, uh, Pouchy, uh, Pachi, P-A-C-I. I don't know him. I've never met him. I only know him from seeing the interview that he did on Channel 12, which was proven to be false. Of which when then Matt of Alley's Donuts, hey everybody, Matt here, that he changed the policy based on a false report. That Terrell Pouchy, Providence firefighter, did two Providence police officers approach him at gunpoint? Yes, they did, as a matter of fact. And I have on the website the body cam footage. That absolutely happened. But did they racially profile him even though he was in uniform? The answer is no. That's not the story he told on Channel 12. But... What I don't understand, and we have obtained exclusively, folks, what we have obtained exclusively on the website, if you go to petro.com and you can read the story for yourself, <coughs> is that they had policies laid out. Not one, not two, not three. First of all, this is him inside the car, no mask, the night of it. And on the website, I lay out Three different memos. This was March 19th. All Providence firefighters, for the safety of family, friends, and ourselves, please refrain from having visitors to the fire station. Restrict all access to just fire personnel or civilians on official city business. Why? Because you don't want to spread. You want to spread the coronavirus, the COVID-19. There's also on the website, there's a memo from... Who signed it? Commissioner of Public Safety, Stephen Perry. Once again, going through all the orders and guidelines, new guidelines because of COVID-19. And then you have another memorandum type of order. Providence Fire Department, April 3rd. Once again, no outside visitors are allowed in any station. Now, folks, the importance of this, and I, I don't know why this wasn't brought out. He violated the policy. Did he have his, quote, female friend come in the station? No, but he went outside of the fire station, even though there was a curfew. Now, he didn't have a mask on. What if everyone was doing that? What if, in fact, the person, his female friend in the car, the red car, what if, in fact, she was uh, had the symptoms or, or was infected with the coronavirus? Then he comes back inside And then he gives it to everybody else. That's why they have the order that you're not supposed to have outside visitors. All right, so she didn't come inside. So instead he has her park outside. And 1130 at night he goes and sits in her car. But that didn't come out during the brave interview he gave. I love the reporter for Channel 12. He's so brave. The way he's reading off his phone. I mean, it's a real profile and courage. I want to just talk to you guys. We got a group of friends here together. I want to talk to you guys about what today was like. This afternoon, I think, is it's a welcome afternoon for people here in Providence. What was it like for all of you to be out here? Um, to be honest, I came out here to have a speech about what happened uh, a few days ago. So, um, my name is Terrell Pachi. I am a 23 year old. Uh, and I am a prominent firefighter, and I have been a firefighter for three years. True. I was initially signed to Messer Street, and now I'm 
been at Broad Street for a couple years. The other day, I was outside the fire station with my friend. She was dropping off food, and we were talking. Violated policy. 11.30 a.m. Violated policy. Two cops converge on the, on the car. He's reading off his phone. I was just in full uniform, and I had my radio on and in hand. Both officers get, got, out the, got out the vehicle immediately and drew their, drew their guns. True. They're also on the driver's side. Started screaming. Where's the gun? Is there a gun? Looking for the Where's suspect. Where's gun? And I was like, I'm a firefighter. No. I'm PFD. I'm one of you. He said I'm a I'm a firefighter. And they still kept approaching the vehicle. Gun is drawn. As I attempted to exit the vehicle, the officer yelled to get back in. And I continued to exit the vehicle. And I was pledging, I'm a firefighter. I'm one of you. Don't shoot. He never said don't shoot. It's obviously this is an emotional. Uh, stop the commentary. Just let him get through. The light cop then asked again, after identifying me as a promised firefighter, is there a gun in the vehicle? And I said, I'm not allowed to carry a firearm while I'm on duty. Never said that. Not I'm an essential worker. And I'm not breaking curfew. No, he was actually. As the white cop solo was progressing, he told the black cop to move on and get out the way. The black cop left hastily, and as I watched a third patrol car left the scene. Enough of this. He could not, he, he violated policy. Now, listen, I'm not saying it wasn't traumatic, and I want to be very clear. I'm not saying it wasn't traumatic having you sitting there, uh, guns drawn. But what should not be, what was left out of that whole equation, folks, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro, was the fact that there was a curfew. The riot had been, this was Wednesday night, the riot had been Monday night. Uh, we've gone through where they had a suspect they were chasing in a, in a uh, red vehicle who had just attempted to rob someone that had a gun. And that part was left out. And Mayor Alorza refuses to apologize to the Providence Police. The only ones punished in that whole episode was one of the Providence Police officers who did not turn on his body cam. But you don't have any mention. There was no mention of Commissioner Perry. The fact that that firefighter violated the policies by being outside uh, with a visitor. At 11.30, while he was on duty, he could have been exposed to the virus and then brought it into everybody inside. That was never brought out, and that is wrong. And I don't know why. Now, Commissioner Perry said, you know, uh, he was traumatized. When they first went up to him, to the car, he said, I'm a police officer, which doesn't make any sense. Why would you say I'm a police officer? (coughs) Unless the girl in there, the female friend, was under the impression. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know how someone, you've been a firefighter for three years, the police come up and you say, I'm a police officer. I don't, I don't know. Um, other than uh, Commissioner Perry during the press briefing tried to say that he was traumatized by that event. But I don't know why there has been no mention of that, that this uh, Terrell Pachi, that he, he violated, he violated the policy about visitors. No mention of that in any way. So this is, once again, folks, the theme. Are, are there two sets of rules? Or is there one set of rules? Does everybody have to follow? I do know that despite the story that he just told, it, it was true. Some of it, most of it was true. On the cam video, he never says don't shoot. You don't hear that. 
um, on the body cam footage. If that was said afterwards, uh, I don't know about that. But on that, uh, he does say that they they were the police were operating under the fact that there was a curfew. And it was certainly not 1130 at night. It was after the riot. Suddenly it was a nine o'clock curfew. This was 1130 at night. And two suspects are sitting in a red vehicle right down the street where someone had fled in a red vehicle. Um, and they had a weapon on them. And so I, I what is um, disturbing to me is that the mayor of Providence and the head of the city council still will not apologize. That story was incomplete. What is somewhat comical is the fact that Matt from Alice changed his policy based on on that interview, which I would say 80 percent. No, I mean, 80 percent of what that firefighter told Channel 12 live at the protest, it was accurate. But he left out a big part of the equation. The investigation showed no racial profiling. The investigation brought out the fact that they were looking for an armed gunman had information on that. They were approaching the vehicle. They said there were two people with a gun in the vehicle. They went up to them that way. It's not that he didn't tell the truth. He just didn't tell the whole truth. Now, from what we understand, he is also out on stress leave. I don't understand. I think it was Mayor Lors or, or others that are trying to run interference for the firefighter. Or maybe it was one of the firefighters saying, well, in his mind, he was racially profiled. Folks, if people take that approach then I, I don't know where this leads us, right? If someone says in their mind he was racially profiled, the evidence, again, I am not minimizing the trauma of having two police officers converging on you, guns drawn. But that night, going live on television and being backed up by the head of the union, that certainly seems to have a different agenda. And by leaving that part out, um, there were a lot of questions that could have been asked, still haven't been answered, uh, whether or not he does actually, in fact, own a firearm. He said, I'm not allowed to have one on duty. It doesn't mean that there wasn't a a firearm in the vehicle. Um, We don't know that. We still don't know who the unidentified female friend was. But that is new. That basically by him being out in front of the fire station, he violated policy. He was not supposed to be there. And with good reason as far as then potentially spreading the virus. And I don't know why that wasn't brought out. So you can see all the memorandum right there on the website. Um, I, I think if they wanted to, I think the commissioner certainly has probable cause to say as a result of violating the order which are not supposed to have visitors who could then bring the virus into all the first responders. As a result of that, boom, there's going to be a penalty. But there was no penalty offered. So now you are sitting with bad blood between Providence Fire and police. And in this situation, that was I was at that protest. And I'm telling you, things ratcheted up when word started to spread that this uh, firefighter, who was very emotional, live on television, said, that he was racially profiled in uniform sitting in front of his own fire station and leaves out the fact that they were looking for an armed suspect. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Listen, why not save yourself some money 
and call today for a free consultation, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them at 353-9300, 353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence at Scott and Alex. And folks, it's very simple. Listen, during this final day of June, during this pandemic, why not save yourself and your family some money? And call A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Let them help you save money on life insurance, insurance on your home, on your business, on your car. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 353-9300. They have a great website, A.E. Mazika, M-A-Z-I-K-A.com. And also find them on Facebook, A.E. Mazika.com. But call for a free Excuse me, consultation 353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence, licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1226. It's John DePietro. This portion of the show is brought to you, remember, our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in there today. Visit Ron's Pastry Gourmet today. Ron and Melissa, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, where they have delicious sausage and peppers, eggplant, meatball calzones. They will be open on the 4th of July. They will be open this Saturday on the 4th of July. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, right next to AAA in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. Delicious pepperoni and cheese calzones, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, delicious sandwiches, free coffee. For police and military, they have the Trump chocolate-covered donuts, the Trump soda, the Trump cupcakes. For your 4th of July celebration, make sure you first stop off at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And they made me a birthday cake two weeks ago, and it was fantastic. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. You can uh, also... Look for them uh, on Facebook. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. All right, folks, joining us right now, is this Steve from Competition Shooting Supplies? Yes, it is, John. Uh, All right, folks, joining us right now, John Francis, the Defender of the Faith, is uh, on vacation. Uh, Some well-deserved time off. He's out shooting, of course. Uh, But joining us right now is Steve from Competition Shooting Supplies, located... Folks, uh, they're located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call them at 727-1716, Firearms, Ammunition, Accessories. Steve, the reason I wanted to have you on is um, I'm getting a lot of inquiries of people, that hero couple from St. Louis that's decided and made a loud statement. And they have become the face of the pandemic, the face of the suburbs, the face of people saying, time out. You're not going to loot and destroy and come into my home. And as the looters and the protesters and Antifa, as they thought they were going to march in there and destroy that couple's home, they were met outside with a husband and wife team that said, guess what? Think think again. So I'm hearing from a number of different people. They're interested to hear about the weapons that that couple had. Okay, so let's put some names with those faces. That yep. was Al and Patricia Watkins. That's right. Uh, Al is 63, Patricia is 61 years old, and what happened is uh, it was a bunch of protesters. They, they estimate about 300 of them, and it's in Missouri, and they were actually headed to the uh, to the mayor's house. Right. And I guess they felt the quickest way to get there was just to open the gate of the Watkins house and just I mean there's signs all over the place there 
and they just ignored the signs, went through, and started to uh, antagonize, and they were menacing the two people who lived there. They did not initially go out with any firearms. It appears that the two firearms uh, that Patricia particularly had, it looked like a 9mm, it was a uh, uh, stainless steel pistol, and her husband Al had a, it looked like what appeared to be an AR-15. Um, it, in the magazine size, it looks like it might have been around, you know, either the 300 uh, Blackhawk or a 223 caliber, thereabouts, by the size of the magazines. And uh, they did not initially, though, go out there with that. It wasn't until the trespassers actually started to harass them and threaten them and they did see firearms on the trespassers that's why they retrieved their own firearms yeah one of them steve was in body armor they, by the way the protesters that's breaking and entering they broke into that it's a gated community they broke through the gate uh, as the, yeah, that's exactly right. Boy, you'll give a good depiction. You give a better depiction than many members of the media. When they first went out, the, the protesters were threatening to kill their dog. They were uh, menacing and threatening to go into this couple's house. But boy, when the husband, and by the way, both practicing attorneys, boy, when he came out with the AK, I didn't see any protesters. AR, AR, when he went up and came out with that, I didn't see anybody running up to challenge him at that point. And they're actually, the police incident report specifically states that the trespassers is, they're going to be charged with trespassing and assault by by intimidation. Good. And that's what's going to be on that incident report. So the, the police have done a full, I mean, obviously every cell phone has probably uh, been downloaded with the uh, different videos that were done of this. So it's well documented. Um, there's plenty of stuff that you're not seeing. Unfortunately, some of the main media out there, you know, the big guys, were reporting it wrong according to the way they wanted to depict it so it fits their agenda. Folks, we're speaking with Steve from Competition Shooting Supplies. And what I like about this, Steve, is that AR-15. Now, uh, number one, so 9mm that the wife has, are both of these firearms, are both of them, um, could people obtain them at Competition Shooting Supplies? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, touch on, uh, boy, the AR-15, he's got that. He does not have it pointed at them. The wife does, but he doesn't have it pointed at them. But what what type of um, let's just say the three hundred of the people started charging after him with weapons drawn and going after him. What type of uh, protection and firepower does uh, uh, does an AR fifteen like that have? Well, it's very very well documented on what it can do. It's why our military uses a very very similar firearm. Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously, it would be the the three hundred people. He didn't have it or it did not appear that he had any additional magazines on him. And the wife's 9mm, it does not appear that she had anything on him. So it looks like just something that they grabbed to go out there because yep. they felt intimidated. And I don't think they thought that anything was going to uh, obviously approach them anymore uh, once they showed up uh, armed. Unfortunately, the wife's uh, trigger finger discipline uh, leaves a little to be desired. Yes. And in fact, uh, I would like to be able to give her a free lesson in, uh, in what you can and can't do. Uh, but 
surprised. These were just two people scared to death. Uh, I'm surprised one of them didn't have a heart attack over this uh, because nobody expects to be approached like this by anybody on your own private property. And like I said, there was documented signs that showed up on the videos all over the place. And if you'll see the, and we don't know who did this, so it's allegedly done by the protesters, was the fact that they bent over the gates that they actually went into. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it, it was it was clearly something that uh, that was very, very nerving uh, on the part of the two homeowners. <laughs> and they spent a lot of, lot of money on this, uh, on this house. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful. I didn't know St. Louis had mansions like that. But, Steve, this is a good example. This couple that I'm holding up on Facebook Live, the picture of them, I mean, th- these are not inner city, rough and tumble. This is a couple that you might just see out to dinner somewhere, playing golf. Just a regular suburban couple. But you know, Steve, as people are talking about defund the police, and you know, they, they, they these protesters, they thought nothing of breaking and entering and going in and menacing, and they were threatening him. And you're right, they first went out, they didn't even have a weapon. They were threatening to kill their dog. And uh, go inside their home. This is on a Sunday night when they're just trying to relax and enjoy themselves. This couple, to me, this has become the new face of suburban America. Because people are only going to take so much, Steve. Yes, there's no, I mean, we don't see any camo involved. There's no body armor on these people or anything like that. They were just in there having their dinner and suddenly, and this is how it's going to happen. Unfortunately, I mean, the police, and I have a lot of police friends, they can't be everywhere. Right. They absolutely cannot. And these things happen uh, in seconds. It, it doesn't, it's not like you can call ahead and say, hey, I think the protesters are heading to my house. <laughs> can you send a police cop? Right. It, it, it's just not going to happen that way. We have to protect ourselves. Yep. We really do. You know what else I liked about it? And folks, we're going to let him go in a moment, but it's Steve at Competition Shooting Supplies. You're listening or watching on this Tuesday afternoon. Stop in and see them. You can call them at 727-1716, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit off of 95. You go past the Attleboro train station and right at the intersection, Newport Avenue and Benefit Street, right next door to the tattoo parlor is Competition Shooting Supplies. See, what I also like about it, and this also is something that people need to consider, is <clears throat> the uh, neither one of them had to fire a shot. A weapon, especially the AR-15, boy, you want to talk about a deterrent. Um, you know, those protesters, those criminals, they thought, they not only did they think twice, none of them, as much as they had a mob power, and later on, by the way, they did beat up an elderly man as they were making their way to the mayor's house, but they that was enough of a deterrent to keep them walking and basically chase them away from their house. And that happens, John, hundreds of thousands of times a year, yep. and you never hear about it in the, uh, in the main media. We don't hear about those things at all. You're right. Just the mere presence of a firearm is enough to deter anything that's going to happen. Yep. Now, that couple, they seem, and they're both attorneys, and they're both well-spoken, and they were. That is fear. Um, now, I'm sure that they were ready, but just to play devil's advocate, for all for all we know, neither one of those guns, of those firearms, had any type of ammunition in them. But guess what? The protesters and the criminals, they weren't, they weren't uh, willing to try to find out. Correct. And yeah. uh, they both worked for McCluskey, McCluskey Law yes. uh, in, in Missouri. Yep. So, 
I mean, it's probably a law firm that's very, very busy today uh, as far as media and, um, you know, phone calls and things like that. But, you know, hats off to, to the Watkins for doing what they did and giving inspiration to millions of people in America. Big time. No, I give them so much credit. Uh, and now, you know, the mayor there is saying, well, maybe we're going to investigate them. And they were, they were invading a peaceful protest. That is absolute foolishness. Those uh, people, they broke that gate. They went traipsing through there. The husband is trying to say you're on private property. You have no business being here. Uh, they were menacing to them. They threatened to uh, hurt him. They threatened to kill their dog. They were threatening to go into their home. But, boy, when that couple came out and uh, they were all business like I said, none of those protesters were willing to try to find out whether or not they meant business. So, Steve, the defender of the faith, John Francis, he is uh, taking time off, but it sounds like you and Gail have things handled at competition shooting supplies. Yes, we are open on a limited basis this week. Um, and But, yes, we're here. Good. Uh, so, come on down. Uh, we'll be open till 5 today. Yep. We- we also, don't forget, we also do a blue contest. That's right. What we ask is that you come in about 45 minutes before we close at 5 today if you want to take that blue contest. You know what? One last thing. You know, he didn't, it wasn't like he came, he went inside the house, the husband, and then came out with a golf club. Or he didn't come out with a baseball bat. Boy, he came out with an AR-15. And that changed, that that changed the conversation, and that brought the peace right there. There was going to be no no more threats of violence. They couldn't get out of there fast enough once he was brandishing that. No, he showed a lot of restraint, though, considering what right. he was facing. I mean, like I said, I, I, um, I can't imagine what his and his wife's blood pressure was at that time. Yeah. I really can't. And we're not also seeing, I mean, when you look at 300 people, that's a lot of people. Plus, they're all dressed in a menacing manner. Some of them had weapons. One of them was in full body armor. I mean, if you're sitting there, if you're that couple and you're at that house, they absolutely look like they're coming to invade your home. So, I mean, I, I think what they did is terrific. And I think it it just sends off a signal. Folks, we are living in different times, Steve. In the past, someone might have said, let me call 911. Forget about it now. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't think we'd be in this situation. You can't depend on the police. Uh, the police, have any, many times now, they're under attack. They're gun shy. But, boy, that guy was not allowed about to let those protesters come in and hurt him or his wife. No, not at all. That was awesome. All right. Hey, Steve, listen, you're very knowledgeable. I love the way you build up. Uh, keep up the good work, folks. He's at Competition Shooting Supply, 727-1716, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. They're open right now. Steve, great job, and I'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Stay safe. All right, folks, there it is. How great is that couple, by the way? Stop it and see them at Competition Shooting Supplies. I love that couple. I love them for doing that. Uh, about time. This is the beginning of people saying, like, enough. Right. This is the beginning of people saying, like, I have absolutely had it. So they had no business being there. They were ready to invade their property. They threatened to kill that couple's dog. They're in, by the way, that's a beautiful mansion in St. Louis. A husband and wife, both attorneys. And uh, boy, that changed the dynamic. Suddenly the, the mob was not as brave when he pulled out the ER-15. It is true they were uh, complaining that she was pointing the gun. At the protesters or the criminals, <coughs> excuse me, and then also had her um, finger on the trigger. But you know what it did? It, it made them think twice about going into the house. 
That's exactly what it did. Folks, this portion of the Don DePietro show. And again, I also want to remind you right now it's 1241. Uh, there was no Governor Mundo press briefing uh, this afternoon. So we are going straight till two o'clock. Next hour is the power hour. We have a very special guest from the Trump campaign coming up next hour on the radio, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website petro.com I always encourage people it's so easy you just log on to the website and right at the top it says listen live you click on that and then it takes you to another button you press play and then it's right there by the way when you're at the website you can read the story exclusive did Providence firefighter pouchy violate the covid 19 orders from Commissioner Perry all the documents are there the answer is yes and also the video mayor Lords's mother. 24-7 police protection as he's advocating to abolish the police and defund the police. Talk about a hypocrite. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by It's My Health in Cumberland. Stop in and see my friend Marie. Folks, you owe it to yourself. Maybe if you're in the northern part of the state. <clears throat> oh, uh, And by the way, for those on Facebook Live, um, normally I have been broadcasting from different people, but the uh, threat of rain today is keeping Juan in the um, the uh, the special studio. Um, but uh, stop in. Yeah, I bet you've driven past that old white church right there on Menden Road. I'm holding up the picture on Facebook Live. We'll pop in and say hello to Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, northern part of the state, and stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. The name of the business, the name of the store is It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585, It's My Health in Cumberland, inside you're going to find a tremendous store. Marie is so knowledgeable. She is helpful. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. She has local products like Akai Berry. That's right. All you need is one shot of this every morning. Akai Berry. And it keeps you healthy. This incredible antioxidant. Stop it and see Marie. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products for oils, topical use. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping. Stop it and see Marie. She'll give you some hemp or CBD products. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. It's my health in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. On this Tuesday, this final day of June, and this portion of the program is brought to you by Akai Berry. I strongly encourage you to pick up this incredible bottle, this antioxidant, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. The website is Akai Berry, and what this does is this replenishes your body for all the nutrients you need to stay healthy. Find them online, AkaiBerry.com, AkaiBerry.com. Incredible antioxidants, so to replenish your body, keep you nice and healthy, Akai Berry. And you can pick up a bottle at It's My Health in Cumberland. Marie sells them. Also, Dave's in East Greenwich sells Akai Berry and Venda on the Hill. Next time you're up on Federal Hill, pick up a bottle of Akai Berry. Well, folks, good afternoon on this uh, Tuesday. For those that are off this week, feel somewhat bad because uh, the weather is not the greatest, but we could actually use some of the rain. How about the disgraceful actions last night 
world-famous monument of George Washington defaced as New York City slides billions into the red. It's police face. One billion in cuts. And the mayor of New York City is going to surrender to lawlessness. You know, you, you can't have a city like New York unsafe in that way. It's very simple. You, you, you just can't. The whole nature of New York City and people going there is, number one, you have to, you have to keep up the people safe. But I think people are growing tired of all this foolishness. I saw the journal. You know, now they have a headline. Should they take down the Christopher Columbus statue in Newport? Well, no one's complained it should be taken down. They haven't had any protests it should be taken down. But suddenly now the media is directing protesters. Hey, there's another Columbus statue. There's a Columbus statue in Westerly. That's on private property. (coughs) And then there's one in Newport. Suddenly now the media says, oh, maybe we should take down the one in Newport. Maybe we should take it down. Otherwise, who knows? Maybe the mob is going to go down and use violence and they'll rip it down. Folks, this is the new way of life in Rhode Island with this whole business of the mob. Mob violence. How about the fact that um, the Hassenfeld Institute at Bryant has a new poll out? I did post this on the Facebook page. 66% of Rhode Islanders support Governor Amundo's coronavirus reopening plan. Now, that is down a little bit. But 66 approval rating is still very, very strong. And where it's very strong is 72% of women say the governor's moving in the right at the right pace. And also, 75% of seniors think the governor is getting it right. Now, folks, to me, this should be no mystery. And as many of you know, I am a supporter of the president. And I plan on and will be voting once again for our president. But I have to admit, I do not understand the reluctance in mask wearing. I don't I don't get it. Mask wearing to me is the equivalent of hand sanitizer, of washing your hands, of distancing. Um, Look at the way the rest of the country right now is a wreck. And Team Trump, if they had the numbers that Governor Raimondo has, 66% approval rating, 72% approval among women, 75% approval among seniors. If President Trump would adopt some of those things, some of those measures, he would waltz into re-election. I mean, what is this about? Is this about, is it better to lose and not wear a mask? Some of the Trump people out there, this is where we may break off. Is it better to lose and not wear a mask than to, to wear a mask and win? What's the ultimate goal? To me, the ultimate goal should be holding on to the White House. Not, you know, we lost, but there's no way they're going to make me wear a mask. Like, what are you talking about, Right. Is this like the new thing of someone who wouldn't want to wear a seatbelt? Someone on a motorcycle who wouldn't wear a helmet? And what am I missing? Washing hands, hand sanitizer. I'm not wearing a mask. That's my right. If you want to get down in flames, <clears throat> if you want to have President Biden, then that should stay. Because that couple in St. Louis shows folks that the suburban people want to be vocal. You go online, it is divided. There were so many people saying, good for that couple in St. Louis. 
It's about time somebody stands up to the mob. Let the media be delusional that everybody agrees with them. Because you can't be fooled into this business. NBA is going to come back. They want to come back, the NBA. They're going to paint Black Lives Matter on both sides of the court. Who wants to watch that? Who in their right mind would want to turn on a basketball game and then you have to see that? This is not a matter, or I should say, the issue is not whether or not, are you saying that black lives don't matter like that idiot Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee? Listen, no one is saying that. But next hour, I'm going to play for you a video that really undercuts. There's much more at work here, much more behind the scenes at work than just black lives matter. And if you're against that, first of all, I've yet to meet anyone that doesn't say I don't even know what that means. I had that lieutenant governor. Are you saying black lives matter? Yes or no? Who, who would say no? No one says no. But you can't even more anymore. You can't even say all lives matter. That's not considered racist. <clears throat> now, I'm seeing right now $50 fine for beer face in Miami Beach. Listen, Florida has got to get things under control. Um. Rhode Island is an outlier right now. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut expand quarantine rules. We are not mentioned. But, folks, we're moving to phase three, which is dramatically different than Florida, than Texas, than even California that are rolling things back. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut restrict access to travelers from 16 states due to the fear of the spread. Rhode Island, as I was there yesterday, the governor, Governor Amundo, has moved to 23 states. Now, as much as the governor does face some opposition, and by the way, I hear this from people all the time that say, <clears throat> I don't agree with her. I always haven't been a supporter, but I do like the way she's handled this whole thing. There's nothing wrong in pointing that out. You know, I was also someone that felt things were moving too slow. And by the way, I still think Things could be moved along a little faster if they're outside and certain provisions are put in place. You can't have bars open. You can't unless you want to move things outside and have people spread out. Um, You can't have bars open. Young people are spreading it. It is spreading tremendously. And that's not going to help the situation. If people don't have the virus, the virus could die off. I think in many parts of Rhode Island, the virus is not active right now. So one thing I will say, well, several things I could say. Something I will say about Governor Raimondo, as much as she has faced criticism, she has believed in her plan. She has been unwavering in her plan, and at least that is a leader. I don't know, I don't think we have anyone else right now that could have handled the situation the way the governor has as far as what some of our options were. Chafee would not have handled this whole thing. Look at the way Alorza, the mayor of Providence, has dropped the ball. I find the governor confident. Governor Armando, um is, is I, listen, she sits there and takes our questions, although granted just three days a week, but she does entertain the questions. They do get back to you on things. I know some people don't like the answers, but, um, but, Look at the way other states are going. You can't argue with the success. You can't. This portion of the John DePietro Show. And by the way, coming up next hour, we have a guest from the Trump campaign. And then also, I'm going to play for you a video that it's making the rounds. And I think it really puts things in perspective. 
Um, <clears throat> I am, like many of you, I am frightened at the idea that Biden is going to be elected president. He doesn't have to leave the basement. He can stay in the basement. It's the president, the one now who's, listen, President Trump is behind. I know many of you say, I don't believe those polls. I can tell you the Trump people believe the polls. The Trump people believe their internal polls. That dynamic has to shift. The dynamic has to shift. If the president stays on this path, he will lose. And I don't want to see him lose. I want to see him pivot and win. The good news is. Tomorrow's July 1st. They have a long way to go. Uh, July and August, hopefully, right the ship, get things on track in September, and then be reelected in November. But it's not going to happen. Um, you know, now we're learning the reason that tweet stayed up for so long on Sunday was the president was on the golf course. So maybe you don't retweet things before you're going to be gone. I, I want him to rest. I want him to go golfing. He deserves it. He needs a break. The grind is unrelenting. But they, um, they have not found the winning formula yet. It can happen. It can happen. It will happen. I hope it's going to happen. But this is not the winning strategy, not right now. And I know some people with the anti-Fauci stuff, and I, I don't understand. The president's highest approval rating was back in March uh, when he was appearing with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, And the president seemed all in on stopping the pandemic. And then... He went off the rails, and now we are where we are, where Biden, who the guy in the basement measuring the drapes in the basement of the White House, is now in charge. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by our friend at Johnson Propane. Stop it and see Phil. The guy's the greatest. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. You can call him at 621-8129. Johnson Propane. Now, I ran into this situation not long ago. It was a Saturday night. It's past 6 o'clock. And my, ah, I couldn't believe it. My tank kicked. Did I panic? No. Did I say, oh, I'll just cook inside? No. I knew that Johnson Propane is open from 9 to 7. I went right over there, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Phil was open. He's never out. Always backed up. Right next door to the Wendy's, next to the Stop and Shop. And here's the thing you need to know. Stop it and see Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane. He's been there since 1971. Mayor Dorley cut the ribbon when they opened. He will refill your Blue Rhino tank. No swap. 15 bucks. Refill it. You bring your tank somewhere, Blue Rhino, they swap it out and charge you 22 Not Phil Johnson. Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue, Providence. Right at the Backward Island College. Right across from where Doris Vending used to be. Remember David Ede from Plunderdome? In front of the Stop and Shop, next to the Wendy's. Credit cards accepted. Open seven days a week. I met his wonderful, uh, lovely wife. His son was there. And I'll tell you, Phil is just one of a kind. A true patriot. Johnson Propane for all your cooking needs. You want to grill out this summer, be outside. It's safer outside. Call them at 621-8129. Stop in. If you bring two blue rhino tanks there, he'll refill them. Boom, 30 bucks. If you bring it somewhere else, $44. No way. Johnson Propane, 621-8129. I love driving over there. It was a Saturday night, saw Phil. Met the family. The guy is just one of a kind. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Maybe your washing machine or your dryer or maybe it's the stove or your oven, refrigerator. Ryan's Appliance Repair. He'll repair it. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Take down this number. 
710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Senior citizens discounts are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Call Ryan. He is just terrific, folks. And he'll repair it. Oven, microwave, maybe your refrigerator is not working properly. Sometimes things break off. Right in the dishwasher or your uh, refrigerator or maybe the washing machine's not working properly. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. But getting back, I know there are some people, you know, I, folks, the, the Trump people, I'm telling you right now, they know they're behind. Uh, this is a winnable election. But something to watch for is the Biden camp, when he does announce his VP choice, who I firmly believe, I would be surprised if it's not a woman of color. I firmly believe Mayor Alorza is saying he thinks, thinks it should be Susan Rice. Um, I don't think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren anymore. I don't. I think Biden is going to pick a woman of color. It could be Susan Rice. It could be the mayor of uh, Atlanta. Or the, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be the mayors of, of D.C. or Atlanta. I think it could be that. Congresswoman in Florida could be uh, Kamala Harris, the senator from California, but that will give him a bump. And that's the person they'll send out on the campaign trail. And that's the person that will attract the crowds. So uh, next hour, we are going to talk about how the Trump campaign can start to turn things around. Folks, the power hour is next. Again, we have a special Trump guest uh, from the Trump campaign and I have a video I'm going to play for you that people, it's making the rounds right now. Several people have sent it to me, and it's, it's shocking. You don't want to miss it. The Power Hour is next on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. It's Tuesday, the final day of June. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We're going to be back on the other side. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. If you want to email me, go to the website, petro.com, no eyes, and then click on the uh, DE. Uh, D-E-P-T-R-O, click on the um, contact John, and then you can get a hold of me that way. Go to the website, depetro.com. So we have a lot more ahead, another full hour ahead on this cloudy Tuesday. Right now it's 1 o'clock.